1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: Now for our story. The last time Jesse Calvert and her lover had talked over their plans, Brett had complained that he was always the one who must take the initiative. He pointed out that although Jesse often said she was tired of waiting... She always backed down when he suggested a means to hurry things up. Goaded, Ben's wife had promised she would think of a way to bring matters to a crisis. The task was distasteful, but her love for Brett, her fear of losing him, overcame her reluctance. Deliberately, she tried to forget her moral scruples at what she must do. Now it is early afternoon. Jessie had driven to Brett's cottage across the river, secure in the knowledge that her husband is tied up at a luncheon meeting. As her sweetheart admits her to his pleasant bachelor living room, Jessie stops abruptly just within the doorway A look of consternation on her face
0: Ruth, what are you doing? All those books
2: <laughs> well, Darling, you needn't look so alarmed I'm not running away
0: Well, it certainly looks as if you were packing up to leave
1: <laughs> I suppose it does but If you don't know this habit of mine Every so often I go through my library And weed out the tripe I've accumulated through the years
0: Oh, I see You should have warned me
1: <laughs> Sit down, Miss Sweet. Oh, thank you Sometimes, Jessie, I think you don't trust me very much.
0: I don't trust you as much as I trust any man. (laughs)
1: Apparently, you haven't much faith in any of us. I haven't. Darling, if our plan goes through, I'll be able to weaken those protective walls of distrust. I'll make them come tumbling down. You see, when a woman's happy, she forgets to be afraid. And I'll make you happy, given the proper opportunity. That depends on you, to a great extent, the how and when.
0: Mm, You've made that quite clear. And it so happens I've been working toward an answer. I believe I have a perfect one. Wonderful. That's why I came over today. I wanted to see if you approved of my idea.
1: Is this what you wouldn't tell me yesterday? What you said you had to check on?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, let's hear it.
0: Well, you remember I told you about old Henry Bergman? How he started dickering with Ben about handling the sale of their farm? Mm-hmm.
1: And then he changed his mind, turned the deal over to Randy Lane.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, you can imagine how it's been rankling Ben. Having Randy Lane cut in on him. Randy, of all people.
1: (laughs) Poor Ben. Lane family's always crossing him up, isn't it? At least from his standpoint.
0: Well, from our standpoint, this last development may be just as we needed. You see, the reason Mr. Bergman gave for switching his business to Randy was that Randy's an overseas veteran. And the Bergmans lost two sons in the war. They were terribly broken up about it. They still are, for that matter.
1: Oh. So that's where Randy comes in. The old man feels he's making a gesture of loyalty to his own sons by helping out another veteran, is that it?
0: Exactly. The Bergmans are simple people and quite sentimental, I gather.
1: But what's all this to do with us, Jessie? I fail to see the connection.
0: Oh, I'm coming to that. Well, you see, the Bergmans, as I say, were terribly devoted to their sons. They adored them. But more important, they are very bitter about what happened to them. That's
1: not surprising. Elderly people, lonely.
0: Yes, but in their case, they feel they have a definite reason for bitterness. They insist that their boys needn't have died at all.
1: Needn't have, Jessie?
0: Well, I mean, there was some talk about their deaths having been due to negligence or cowardice on the part of their superior officers. That makes it all the harder for them to take. You can understand why they're so bitter. Of course. And that's what gave me this new idea.
1: And when are you going to tell me what it is?
0: Brett, did you ever hear the story about Mary Lane's husband and what happened during the First World War?
1: Randolph Lane Sr. I do have some vague recollection. He died a hero, didn't he?
0: Well, maybe, maybe not. Randolph Lane was an officer, you know. According to Ben, there was something about his being responsible for the death of several men in his platoon due to his own cowardice.
1: Oh, yes, I do remember something about it now. It was never proved.
0: Well, what difference does that make? Don't you see the parallel line of the two incidents? The Bergman boys and what Randy's father did?
1: Well, yes, I see that there's a similarity.
0: Quite a surprising one, I think. And one we can use. In other words, if the Bergmans knew that Randy's father was guilty of doing the very same thing which caused the deaths of their own sons, they'd certainly make a connection. As I told Ben, they'd identify Randy with the cause of their own tragedy.
1: Yes, it might.
0: And if they did, they'd surely not want to deal with Randy in a business way. I'm positive they'd go straight back to Ben.
1: Well, but look here, Jessie. Isn't that story about Randolph Lane Sr. pretty much of a dead issue? I haven't heard it mentioned in years.
0: No reason why it couldn't be revised? no.
1: Of course, as I've said, we don't know whether it's true.
0: True or not, Ben brought the story home from France. But it doesn't really matter whether it's true, so long as the Bergmans believe it.
1: I should think they must have heard of it and forgotten it with everybody else long since. In which case, there's not much value in digging it up again. I mean, if it meant anything to them, they'd have made the connection themselves. Apparently, they had not
0: well, I very much doubt they ever heard it, Brett. Remember, they've only been living in Wakefield 10 or 12 years.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. Then by the time they got here, the Randolph Lane incident had been dead and buried, huh?
0: I never would have remembered it myself ordinarily. But when I got to thinking about the Bergman, somehow it came back to me. The main point I'm making is that if they were to find out about Randy's father and take their business away, I'm sure Randy would soon know why. He'd be bound to.
1: And when he did, it'd burn him up but good. Of
0: course. Why, Randy's been brought up to idealize his father. He practically worships the man's memory.
1: And this would be a direct slur to the family name as well. Yes, I'm afraid our young hero would be very angry.
0: Yes, Randy has quite a fiery temper, too. Don't overlook that, Brett. I told you about the day of Kit's trial. I'll swear he was within an ace of striking Ben then and there.
1: Yes, I remember. And that would be his first impulse if he thought Ben was slandering his father. Why, he'd go hot putting it over there to have it out with Ben. At which Ben would fly into one of his rages, and... Darling, you're a genius.
0: Then you do consider it a feasible plan?
1: Oh, yes, it fits into our requirements beautifully. We'd be absolutely in the clear. A row starts between two men with a strong mutual hatred over a a business deal. The older man, unfortunately, has a bad heart. He uh, has an attack, and... things like that happen quite often. Only this time, my clever girl, you're the power who pulls the strings. You're from a safe distance. Yes, the more I think about it, the better I like it.
0: Well, I'm glad you do.
1: Oh, I'm proud of you, darling. In fact, I... I believe I'll reward you with a kiss. Jessie. <sighs> Can I imagine my luck? Finding a woman as lovely as you, who also has brains. Oh, Brett.
0: <laughs> oh, sometimes I wish I didn't.
1: <laughs> Surely you haven't found intelligence a
0: handicap. Oh. Maybe I'm too sensitive. But I can't help it, Brett. When I think of Ben having an attack and then the medicine not being... Oh, it makes me feel horrible. Ben reaching for the medicine bottle, expecting relief from the pain and... Jesse, if you'd only be
1: realistic. Besides, aren't your conscience paying somewhat premature? Or did you keep your promise?
0: Yes, I kept it. Really? Really. Really. I exchanged the medicine bottles this morning.
1: Well, now we're getting someplace. Oh, excuse me, darling. Hello? Yes? Of course I know. How are you? Good, good. Oh, uh... Yes, that's, that's fine. Uh, suppose we make it for later. Say, about 9.30. Okay. All right, see you then. Bye-bye. And, uh, thanks for calling.
0: That was Lily Devon, wasn't it?
1: Frankly, yes. I told you, just. I know what
0: you've told me. Brett. you told me we were only seeing Lily to keep us from being gossiped about. Well, your alibi doesn't hold water anymore. Doesn't it? Certainly not. Brett. I love you, and I look for an excuse to forgive you. I could when I thought you were simply using Lily to make me realize I might lose you, to drive me to do something about Ben. But I won't stand it any longer. No? No. Brett, I've done my best. Everything you've asked. Things which went against every decent feeling I had left. Now we're on the verge of success and you have no excuse. Brett, either you stop seeing Lily Devon or I'll back out of our whole scheme. You can take your choice.
2: And Brett knew that Jesse wasn't bluffing. For once, the unscrupulous Mr. Cameron realized that he couldn't have his cake and eat it, too. Jesse was watching him defiantly. What would he say to her? Ben Calvert's life might depend upon his decision. Ben's life and Randy Lane's peace of mind.